something this week. I'm going to have a conversation with someone, someone who's long gone, someone I knew only from television, Oprah. What can I say about her? She gave people a safe way to cry in the middle of the day. Near the end of her series, she shifted her focus to life-improving products and huckster philosophies like positive thinking, but she returned again and again to miserable people talking about their horrible lives. Her own childhood had been horrific. Just thinking of it makes me want to cry, even now, and everyone I know is dead. Uh, Later talk shows shows that imitated hers mainly featured people yelling at each other about sex but nobody ever brought us the quietly suffering citizens of hell on earth the way Oprah did when she retired from her show there's really no place left to go to revel in sadness I'd like to recreate that space here this week I know I try to keep that out of the podcast but Let's be honest, whoever finds this will also likely find my withered corpse. Whoever finds this, I love you. Whoever finds this, I love you. That's the truest thing I've said, and it took courage. Oprah also did celebrity interviews. Some celebrities had had miserable lives too or they had done terrible things to other people, or they had a new movie, and they liked to talk to Oprah about it. There was a period in my life, maybe into my 20s, where I would imagine being a celebrity and talking to Oprah. I would be explaining to her whatever was going on in my life at that point and how it led to my ultimate triumph. Then she retired, and I didn't have anyone to explain my life to in my imagination. And I'd also kind of lost interest in it, which happens. But now, join me as I revive her. See her with me as she descends, in my mind, a sort of medium-sized, middle-aged lady descending through the earth and concrete above this bunker and down through the ceiling. She's not tunneling like some kind of worm Uh, see her as spirit moving freely through the material world. She settles into the chair across from me and begins to ask me questions. I'll tell you what she says, and then I'll answer. Okay. Oprah. What about your relationship with the authority? Would you say you were a stooge? Were you being used by them? 
me. That isn't much of an introduction. Oprah. Who am I introducing you to? Me. That's a good point. Oprah. So what about it? Were you used by the authority? Was it closer than that? Were you a partner of the authority? Me. Well, I wouldn't say that. My relationship with the authority ended up with me being tortured by them. Oprah, which you say you don't remember. Me, which I don't remember. So that should tell you how traumatic it was. But if you don't remember it, some people might say that it's almost like it didn't happen. Who would say that? Oprah. I'm saying some people might say that. Me. Oprah, this doesn't sound like you. I mean, if something awful happens to you, it shouldn't matter whether you remember every detail of it, or any details. It still happened to me, and it's still a trauma. In some ways, it might be worse. I may see something that reminds me of it, and have a reaction without knowing why. But really, this doesn't sound like you, Oprah. Are you saying it? Oprah. I'm not saying anything. Remember, this whole interview is being imagined by you. Me. You pointing that out is really taking me out of the situation. I can't take your question seriously if, at the same time, I know it's not real. Oprah. I know that. It's even harder for me. If you don't believe this is happening, it's hard for me to exist at all. Me. Yeah, that's fine. But you've only existed for maybe two minutes. It's not like you have a strong interest in being in the world after such a short time. Oprah. I didn't think this would be so... confrontational. Me. Neither did I. I didn't think I would imagine you, only to have you accuse me of working for the people who tortured me and now want to kill me. Oprah. Maybe next time my producers should do a pre-interview with you. Me. Maybe they should. I'll have to imagine them, too. What are they like? Oprah. They're wonderful. That didn't go like I thought it would. Not at all. I need to imagine talk show producers from the 1990s. This is the world's last podcast. Before you start worrying about me, you should know that my whole life isn't just hallucinations and visions of long-dead TV personalities. It also features strange dreams. I had another one about Jarek. This time he had his usual face. His usual no face. And the strange thing was, nobody else seemed to notice. Strange because the dream obviously took place before the calamities. He and I were at Knott's Berry Farm. That was probably not my favorite, but the amusement park I went to the most. It had the usual rides. The roller coasters weren't as good as the ones at Six Flags. But it had an Old West theme. Cowboys. 
who apparently shot at each other every few hours, every day of their lives. Or that's the impression I got from seeing them at Knott's. And I really didn't see cowboys anywhere else. Not ones from the Old West. They also told corny jokes, which I loved. One of the rides was a train ride. I'm not spoiling anything at this point by saying that. Near the end of the train ride, some guys in cowboy hats came on board to rob it. They would tell people to put their hands up, give them everything they've got. But if they saw a father with his kids, they might say, uh, no, not you. You've got kids. You've already been robbed. So the impression that place gave you was that we lived in a land whose history was nonstop violence. In this dream, I was there with Jarek, and it was crowded, but there was nobody pointing or staring. That wouldn't have happened, not with that crowd. All I could make out was that I told him it was great that we lived so close, and we could probably come back when it was pretty much empty. He spoke to me, which he can't do. He asked how close we were. That kind of threw me out of the dream, because in that dream, he should have known where we lived. And that's when I woke up. But I've been thinking about it, because I, I have an idea of the reason why I had that dream. I don't see that it matters at this point to say that I could see Knott's Berry Farm on my way here as I walked along the 91. I could see the taller rides. One of them might have been the old parachute ride. I thought about going there. I wondered if power had been restored that far out, or if they had some other source of power, if they were under the authority. I didn't see many people out this way. Almost everyone started moving in closer once power was restored downtown. But maybe there are a few people out here in whatever city this is. Could it be Cerritos? I don't feel like I need to conceal where I am anymore. I think it's Cerritos. You know what? I'm going to find out. I don't know what's happened to me. I spent such a long time hiding. But I'd gotten used to talking to people and being around them again. Even working in that organic garden was something. Next time you hear from me, I will have gone outside to find out who my neighbors are and where. I won't tell them where I am, though. Let's see. Maybe what I'll do is go up at night so that nobody sees the entrance. Then I'll pick a house on a street that's not completely abandoned and pretend to move in there. But do I want to be out at night again? Well, I'll give it some thought. But you'll definitely hear something about it next week when I join you again for the world's last podcast.